Hi, everyone, and welcome to Tonka Talk. I'm Natalie Webster. We talk about all things community and connection in and around Lake Minnetonka. Today, I'm going to be talking to Donnie Torres, who has an incredibly interesting story. She's a local Lake Minnetonka woman who lost her husband, but turned to social media and ended up creating a huge community. She's got about 88,000 followers on TikTok right now and turned it in a way to help her not just heal through the process and the grief, but help other people do the same. Welcome, Donnie. Well, thank you, Natalie. (laughs) Now, TikTok is what you ended up getting on. Yes. And tell us a little bit about your husband. Okay, so my husband, Rich, had ALS. Um, He was a marathon runner, always did the Twin Cities Marathon, and he was training, uh, starting up his training, and uh, he had hip pain. And we saw normal things. You think maybe it's arthritis. And and after several months, they're like, yeah, this is something else. And we discovered it was ALS. Um, And that was, he was diagnosed October 1 of 21 and passed October 22nd of 22. So just over a year later. Mm -hmm. Um, And the TikTok thing came about during the process while he was alive. I realized that this was not going to be easy um, afterwards. I think when you're such a caregiver, it's all about that person, that person, that person, that person. And then all of a sudden when that focus is gone, it's almost like an empty nest thing, but on steroids. Yeah. And you have nothing else. So part of the TikTok was like, okay, girl, you need accountability. You need to check in every day. You can't, what I'd say, call into that pit of doom. Um, and you can find her on TikTok. Yeah. Rocker Dog Mom. Rocker Dog Mom, which I absolutely love. <laughs> um, and... So I decided uh, to do a daily check-in on TikTok for a year. I committed for a year because everyone says that that first year is the hardest. Of course, within that first post, everyone's like, oh, no, no, year two is harder. I'm like, oh, great. Yay. Yeah, thanks for telling me. Yeah, exactly. But um, that's one of the things, again, we're talking about the sense of community that somebody on that, one of my, a couple followers said, oh, no, you think this is hard. It gets worse. Oh, great. But they were able to help me and now... I'm able to talk with all these people that are grieving. Because you hit your 365 just I did. days ago. Uh, yeah, on the 22nd. Yep. So a little bit longer. And yep. you had committed to a year of doing these check-in videos. Mm-hmm. What are the, some of the things? I followed you, so I've seen a lot of them. What are some of the things that you get on and you share about? Gosh, everything. Um, it's what the grief process looks like for me. Um, it's a daily thing. So often I will talk about something significant that happened that day or if nothing significant happened that day I just talk about yeah here I am in my jammies I'm checking in night um but then I always try and find something interesting the next day and I think that's part of the process um and interesting doesn't mean you have to like be going on a lavish trip or something it could be like look at me I got up we got the makeup on we went out to lunch with a friend I did something Mm -hmm. and I think we need to find the victories and all the somethings that we accomplish, um, whether you're grieving or not. Was it your first video that went viral? Yeah. So that one went, uh, the first one uh, was 4.4 million views. Um, and uh, I've had several, I don't know, I don't know what they call viral, whatever. Um, I'm way too old to understand all of that. <laughs> but um, I think, you know, several of the views have really hit a chord. Uh, of the posts and have had, you know, tens of thousands or, or 5,000 or even a thousand views. Um, one that went, I, one I went especially, uh, 
popular viral, if you want to call it, uh, was this year when Sandra Bullock's partner died. I did an open letter to her um, because he died of ALS, and they had not revealed that he had been going through this disease. Um, I doubt that she saw it. Um, But people were like, you got to get it to her. you got to get it to her. I'm like, you know what? If she sees it, she sees it. It's not the platform isn't for me to meet famous people. That's silly. But I wanted to talk to her as a human and to let her know it's okay to feel relief right now because that is a powerful thing to feel that relief when this person that you've been caring for and watching to suffer, to see them stop suffering. Mm-hmm. Even the hospice nurses, when Rich Rich um, went without food for 42 days at the end um, so that he could stop his suffering. And so for 42 days, we wondered, is today the day you die? Mm-hmm. Is today the day I lose my partner? So when he did finally get longed for relief now I was like okay here we go now what do I do and I have found with all of these TikTok posts that the millions of people out there that are grieving and don't know how to do it that's that's an important community to be a part of it's not a community I ever wanted to join but at some point we all lose someone and I think it's important to know that you do you whatever works for you works for you but don't fall into that pit. It's okay to to wait around in a little bit. And my posts, some days are yay, hey, and some days are literally I'm on the floor crying. And I I tried to post those when they happened. Um, If I felt myself losing it, I'm like, you know what? And I haven't posted today. Even if I had, I wanted to show people it's not all, you know, happy hour with my girlfriends or, you know, playing with my dog. It's okay. I heard a song and it brought me back to this time and this date and it's really hard to listen to music now. Or I was fixing food and I turned to tell him something. Anyone there? Um, And I think that's important for people to know. And it doesn't go away. You know, like I said, we talked about that first year. I'm in year two now. So when we hit that anniversary and I did the post that said, hey, here I am. I've done 365 of these. Check peace out, but I'll be back. I took a day or two off. um, And I still want to do it. I think what they talk about the second way, the second year is harder. People don't recognize, oh, it's your first Christmas. Because it's not your first Christmas. It's your first anniversary. It's your first birthday without him. Because it's not. Now you realize that they're always not going to be there. Not just the first one. And, um, some of the people I speak with have been grieving for so long and they feel rudderless. They don't know what to do. And if I can help them in any way or help them help the person in their life that's suffering, that's such a gift. It opens up dialogue too. like you were saying, you've spoken to people through TikTok, people that she's mm-hmm. met on the platform about their own grieving process. Yeah. yeah. And to be able to have even people that don't know you, sometimes I feel like it's easier to... Oh, 100%. It's easier to talk to strangers. Yeah, agree. Exactly. To be able to share what's going on and even admit times where, because you mentioned even making it okay to be okay. Yeah. If you're okay in that moment, on that day, it's okay to be okay. It's 100% okay to live. You know, and again, I was lucky... It's, that sounds weird, but I was lucky to have that year with him, watching him die. Um, but we were able to have a lot of good conversations. 
um, and I knew what he wanted for me. But even if he hadn't told me, I know that I'm, you know, I may be old, but I'm young. And I have adult children who are looking to me, for example. Um, I have friends who have lost him. Mm-hmm. We had a very close group of friends, and they lost him too. And they were all looking to me. I don't have to support them, but I have to show them that I'm okay, that I'm going to keep going forward. This is what he would have wanted. This is who I am. I'm still here. And connecting with the, you know, you're, you're around 88,000 mm-hmm. followers, getting out in the community, mm-hmm. you, you live in the Lake Minnetonka area. Have you connected with people out, out, outside of TikTok that absolutely. might follow you? Absolutely. I, have, I haven't run into anyone who says, oh, I know you from. That's fine. Um, but I do have people that have lost spouses this year that have reached out to me and they're like, what do I do? Um, and I think it's interesting. You talked about, you mentioned it's sometimes easier to talk to someone you don't know. When someone is grieving, when they're dealing with caregiver, being a caregiver or whatever it is, we all have all of, if you're blessed enough to have family and friends around you who want to support you, that's great. Sometimes you don't want to talk about it. Sometimes you need to talk to someone who gets it who understands that it's not all weeping and gnashing of teeth and pulling your hair. It's practical. You know, I had a girlfriend whose husband literally dropped dead two days after he retired. Wow. And they were ready to start phase two. Mm -hmm. And she's like, what do I do? I said, do you want me to hold your hand or do you want me to help you with the business? Because the business of dying is incredibly complicated and it's mean um, and it's hard, even when you have the time to plan. It's really complicated. I, I so advise everyone to get make your wills. Just do it and tell everyone. It sounds morbid and awful, but my gosh, just doing that is just one less thing for the people behind left behind to deal with. And sometimes it helps you talk about the things that really matter to you, and they didn't know it. They didn't, you know, they're like, I really want this to go to this person. Why? Because when I saw this, it made me think of you. And that's a gift that you've now given them that they may never have known. Mm. So the business of dying, it's its its a whole other can of worms. And that's something that I've talked about with practical reasons with people who are grieving, as well as the girl that reaches out. Because the majority of the people that follow me, because it's TikTok, are in their 20s. And they'll reach out and say, you know, I lost my grandpa. I lost, um, you know, I, I, my mom, I lost my dad. And your TikToks are helping me understand what she's going through because I didn't. And this is helping us. Um, or I even had one woman who reached out to me. This was so heartbreaking. She says, I am dying. I've got a year left. What do I do for my husband to make it easier for him? And I just felt so privileged to help this person who maybe she wouldn't have done that. Um, I, there's some, you know, that she, maybe she wouldn't have taken those proactive steps and she would have just sat there in her grief, which is okay. However you grieve is okay. Um, And it's not linear. It's not like, okay, it's been a a year. I'm better now. No, you're going to be fine. You're going to do this. You're going to go up. You're going to go this. You're going to go backwards. You're going to do all these things. And that's okay. Um, I don't get it all on my own. I have a fantastic grief counselor. 
my children go to grief counselors. Um, I talk to people like you. I talk to new people. I find ways to, I encourage people. The past is important. The future is more important. Do new things. I've also found myself forcing myself to go to places that I went to with him that I really liked, and I need new memories there. So it's not just the sad memories, right? Um, and that's important. I don't think I'll ever go to Rochester and be happy because mm. I'll only think of Mayo as one thing. Um, but maybe that'll change. Maybe one day I'll say, you know what? I'm going to go down to Rochester and I'm going to make a good memory there. Mm. I don't know. It's 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 all whatever works in the moment for you with healing and with grieving. Um, and that works, again, if while you're a caregiver and after. So people will still be able to follow you on TikTok, yeah, yeah. Rocker Dog Mom. You're so you're going to continue to post 100%. and interact. Yep. Just maybe not every day now. No, I took several. I took a couple of days off, and then I came back in. I did, 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 you know, I go back and forth. I work in animal rescue, so I have a foster dog that's pregnant, and I keep telling everyone when she goes into labor, I'm going to live stream it. Um, I did that with my last dog. It was really fun. Um, but I also, I don't feel like I have to do this. But I also do feel like I have to do it for a different reason. It's not like, check, I'm done. Again, it's not linear. I'm going to be grieving probably forever. Um, I mean, we all have someone that we lost. I remember I lost, I lost my, my grandma. I remember my dad's mom passed away when I was probably 12. I miss her. You're still grieving. It's just a different kind of grieving. Um, and... I, I did a TikTok about this a while back. I thought it was an amazing analogy about grief. Grief is like glitter. Love this. If you've ever played with toddlers and glitter, it's everywhere. It's all consuming. It touches every surface. And when grief is fresh, that's what it is. It's everywhere. You can't get away from it. Slowly but surely, you clean up the glitter. You kind of contain it a little bit more. Oh, but then you move a sofa cushion and there's glitter underneath it. And you got to focus on that glitter for a minute. A year later, you put on a sweater and there's a piece of glitter on it. You got to remember the glitter. Yeah. And I think it's important. And glitter, I like for analogy, not because it sticks to everything that's pervasive, but it's bright. Bright can be good and it can be bad. When it's when you're looking to the sun, it's too much. That first wave of grief is really, really hard. But when you look at a star at night, that one bright light, that's cool. It's great. So to clean up the glitter but still allow it to be in your life. I think that was an interesting thing. Don't don't ban glitter, um, but use it wisely. That is a brilliant... Isn't that the best? And I did not come up with it. A girlfriend who's also grieving, she's lost both of her parents since COVID, one, one during and one since. And um, she posted something about it. And I said, I am running with this because I think it's so... It's so visual. It's so we've all understand it. We've all been like, oh, we got a card with glitter on it. And you're trying to clean it off your hands. You're not going to get away. The, the glitter's going to always be there. Um, regarding the post continuing, we had talked about this. I'm not was I told everyone I'm not going to post every day. But then November came, so I do this thing called the Thankful Project, and I know a lot of people do this, and they have different names for it: the Great Gratitude Project, the Month of Thanks, whatever. So in November, every day for a month, and I did this on Facebook long before I figured found TikTok. Um, I post something every day that I'm grateful for. It can be a big thing. It can be a little thing. Um, I try to save the ones that are the obvious ones, like my kids, my friends, whatever that, for when I really had a bad day and I can't think of anything else. Sorry, you're not afterthoughts. You're just there all the time. Um, but 
I think, as I was pulling into the parking lot today, I got out of my car, and there were three doggies sitting in a window staring at me. I'm like, that is something I'm thankful for. That was such a highlight. But then I'm like, oh, I got to be in here with Natalie. Look, this is a highlight. I get to do this. Um, later on this evening, there's a an event. Um, Cargill, the company my husband worked for, is doing a poker tournament, raise money for ALS research. That's something I'm grateful for. When the dog finally has her puppies, I will be very grateful. But I think it's important, like the year of grieving and finding something to talk about every day, the more you look for good things, the more easily you find them. Mm, that's that is such a beautiful statement, and I I feel like when if you go to her TikTok and you follow her, you see that there's the ups and the downs. Oh yeah. But it's sometimes it was like I've seen your videos. I'm like, okay, she got up the next day and she made a video. I can deal with whatever it is that I'm going right. through. It's yeah. all there's this relativeness yeah. to it. I'm so happy to hear that you're going to continue doing. Yeah. It. And I think it's going to lead to more things. I could see you I know. something more. I have I have people that are like, what are you going to do with your platform? And it just, I don't know. I get that kind of in-between feeling of, that would be really cool to do something more. But then part of me is like, I don't want to use the grief like that. But if I can use it in a positive way for someone else, that's not a bad thing. Exactly. A willingness to talk about it because your willingness to share your willingness not just to share, but to be seen mm-hmm. that way, to be seen in those moments when you're on the floor yeah. and you're just crying and you just feel a mess, but you still let people see that and share it. Yeah. It's so powerful. It's even more powerful, I think, than the the good days. Agreed. The, seeing the good days and yeah. times that, look, there's still life, there's still yeah. joy, there's still, like you said, things you're finding that you're, right. that you're grateful right. for. You know, it's interesting, the... You know, you were talking about the, the, the bad thing, the bad days. Oddly enough, I, I, I remember mentioning this to someone a few months back. I said, I always know that if I post the picture and I'm crying, I'll get more views. <laughs> Which I don't know. I'm, I'm choosing to think that's because it means more to people because they see me being vulnerable uh, rather than let's stare at the accent. You know, um, there was a lot of that in the first couple of posts, and that was fine. Um, I actually had people, literally, if you read the comments, which you're never supposed to do, especially on those big ones, I had people that said, oh, because I started it off with, so my husband died today, which is kind of abrupt and shocking, but I'm a very abrupt person. And those who obviously didn't know me, I do not know 4.4 million people, some of them thought, I had something to do with it. Oh, I literally had people say, oh, she totally killed him. And I'm like, and my girlfriends wanted to go on and comment. I'm like, oh, no, 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 we do not engage. But I waited a little while and I addressed it in a different way. So shortly after he passed, I took my dog and I and we went up to a cabin for a weekend just to get away 100%, turn everything off, not talk to anybody. While I was there, I filmed a three-parter Um of his story and what actually happened. Because the first one, I I didn't have the time to go into everything, and that's not what it was about. So then I explained the story, and I said, hey, I know some of you are a little concerned about what exactly happened. This is what happened. And that was really good for me because I spent, like I said, it was, a, it was, you know, a long post that I had to split into three days about what it meant him getting diagnosed him dealing with it me dealing with it our kids our family 
his the physical changes and all of those things. And I think I like really pulling back the curtain and talking. Okay, and if you have questions, I will answer them. And I'm that way about my life in general. It's like ask me anything, but be prepared because I'll probably tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, caring bridge was a huge thing for me. Where. When Rich gave me permission right away, although he never wanted to be a part of it, he was not a social media person. He thought it was horrible. He wanted nothing to do with any of this, but he knew that it was part of my journey, my healing. Um, We all know what Caring Bridge is. I use Caring Bridge almost as a blog. I used it as a way, and I've told other friends who I have a friend right now who her husband is is ill, and she's like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, just put it on Caring Bridge so you don't have to answer the same questions every day. And that's what I did. But I was, as a writer by training, I was very long in my posts. And I ended every post with a to-do list. When we know that someone is grieving or that they're in these situations, our instinctive response is, how can I help? I want to help. I want to help. Well, the person who is in that moment either feels uncomfortable. That's a very Minnesota thing. Don't want to ask for help. I can do this. But they're also like deer in the headlights. They don't know when you're asking what they need. So I always kept a literal running list of chores that need to be done. And I would end my CaringBridge posts with that. And I'd say, my car needs its oil changed. I need a prescription picked up. Um, The dog really needs a walk, and I don't have time. And within minutes of the post, I would have people reaching out going, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. Because it made them feel powerful. It made them feel like they were contributing to the success of our journey. And... Feeling helpless is a horrible feeling. So I was able to make other people feel better while also helping myself. Um, And I have encouraged other people on the ALS pages. I can't get any help. I don't know what to do. People want to help, but I never know what to say. I'm like, tell them. Tell them and make a list. And they don't have to do it, but you've told them. Mm -hmm. And some people were, I had people, I still have people that reach out. How can we help? Because they know I'm now at home by myself, and I'm in a home that we did not intend to be left by one person. Mm-hmm. So I have former coworkers that came called me last month and like, hey, I know you need those Halloween decorations out of the attic. When can I come? And I'm like, absolutely. Say yes. Don't say, oh, I got this. Even if you do. Even if you do, it helps you heal. It helps them heal. And you get to spend time with those people, too. Exactly. And like you were exactly. And, and you draw your boundaries. If you don't want to talk about something, you say, you know, I'm not feeling that today. Mm. Let's talk about, you know, Kirk Cousins getting better. You know what I mean? It's just like some days I want to talk and some days I don't. Mm-hmm. And I, I have had pretty awful moments um, with even my closest friends where they were talking and talking. And I'm like, I'm out. Today is not my day for this. And then I come back later and say, I'm sorry, but this is my journey and I have to do it my way. And I think people will respect you Mm -hmm. for that. But I do think you have to think of it as a journey, not a stop. Because I think some people, when they experience such a big loss, they stop Mm -hmm. and they fall. And it's okay to stumble, but you got to pick yourself up. And that's something that with the 365 days going on to TikTok help you do to show up. Yes. Every day I had to find something to talk about. Some days I didn't. Some days it was like, yeah, like I said, here I am. I I have woken up in the middle of the night. (laughs) I did that once. I woke up at like three in the morning, went, I have to post. 
I'm like, <laughs> I know it's after, but I'm checking in. Bye. And I did it. And I had people that say we were worried because you weren't there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so sweet to know that there are these people on the ether that are worried about me. Yeah, you created such a joy. Created such a community. It is such a community, and it is a community of all ages, um, all sexes, all races, all countries. It's just super cool. It's a lousy community to be a part of. I don't want to be in this club, but I'm here. Um, and whenever I've joined a club, I kind of tend to run it. So I might as well run this one, right? Um, you know, and there's things you know. You talk about what's going to come next. I don't know. Um, I want to do a lot more travel and I've already done three solo trips, which some people are like, how can you do it? And, and I found again, social media can be a, such a blessing. It can also be a curse. But so for example, I found a group women over 50 who travel solo. So much fun. So much fun to hear all these women for whatever reason, they're out there doing their thing. Some of them are still married and their spouse like, yeah, I'm not into it. Mm-hmm. So they go on their own. And it's such a freeing thing to know that you have that option. We have options we don't know we have until we start looking for them. That's so true. That's so true. Um, and so, I mean, at one point I have this little hashtag. I have all these little hashtags on, on there that I tried, depending on what the day is. I, I wanted to do Wandering Widow, but... It's taken. Um, <laughs> so if anyone's got some suggestions. Um, but, I, I, you know, it's kind of a fun one to do it that way. I've also been asked repeatedly um, to write a book. Um, that's, And I kind of think I need to put that out there, too, as a, an accountability thing and say, all right. And I said that in my year-long, my year-end one, maybe it's time. But I think when I'm really ready to sit down and do it, mm-hmm. I may just do it as an accountability thing. I'm like, okay, here I am. I've written a page. Yay me. Check it off. Yeah. Thanks for making me, you know, so people like ask me every now and then. Um, I think this started with people doing weight loss journeys. I, just, I thought about that. I had a cousin who was like, I need to be healthy. And I, she posted her picture and her goal. And every week she did a little bit more. And so people were like, she's like, I know people are watching. And for some of us who need that little extra push, that was helpful. And I think that may actually have been, thank you, Lisa, that um, the impetus to do this TikTok, I saw how that really helped her. When people are watching, you 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 have to act mm-hmm. or bear the consequences. Yeah. I think it's truly genius. I'm, I know I'm happy that you did it. <laughs> the people that too. follow her, and again, Rocker Dog Mom on TikTok yep. is where you can find Donnie. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a strong feeling we're going to see you again. <laughs> I hope on so. I hope so. Yeah. Talking about all kinds of different topics. And definitely, I better be one of, if not the first stop when you do write your book. Oh, I'll be here. Talk about 100%. It. But thank you so much for coming in and sharing about your community. Again, on Tonka Talk, we share the ways people create community and connection. And it's in a variety of different ways. And finding the the ways to connect with people and have that community, even in these moments where it's just crappy. Yeah. We're more alike than we realize. We are way more alike than we are different. And I think that that's important to think about on a local scale, individual scale, a global scale. Yeah. Yeah, you are right. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Everybody, I will talk to you later.